0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we're here with Cameron Deggett at our Istanbul office. Cameron, how are you? Very well, how are you? I'm very good, but why are you smiling?
1: Nah, no, I'm not smiling, I'm just
0: waiting. Okay, okay, so <laughs> this is gonna be a fun episode, I can feel it. Let's see. Yeah, t- today Cameron will be taking an overall look at the urbanization of Istanbul and how the city grew over time. And we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about its real estate market dynamics. And I I, I want your input in that as well. Very good. So the city that we see today, Istanbul, it's a, you know, phases after another, cultures after another. And you know, it's just, it's a merger of centuries and cultures and urbanization and everything. And and, and I don't know where the heck am I going with that, but it's a very interesting colorful and vibrant city. Well, That's what I'm trying well, okay, to say. Listen, from what I understand, <laughs> yeah.
1: Istanbul was founded in 660 BC. So they say. It's about 2,700 2, years old city. Right. Um, Why don't you take us through the first, I don't know, 2,600 years. In two minutes? Well, in three minutes. I'll give you three minutes for that. And then when you get get to the turn of the 20th century, (laughs) like 1900, then I can talk about some real estate dynamics and what happens from the turn of the 20th century all the way up to, well, 2023. Really? Yes, and
0: then we tie that into a real estate investment advice. With
1: a bit of luck, yes. Hopefully. <laughs> a, bit, Hopefully. a bit of luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Istanbul is a is, is a pretty interesting city. If I need to take you back 2,000 years ago, the first time Istanbul was found with the name of Byzantium by, if I'm not mistaken, a Thracian king named Byzas. Back then it was a, a fishing village.
1: So we're we talking now kind of – Six, seven centuries BC. before Christ. Yes. So like That's BC. Yeah. Yes. Up until that time, until
0: year AD 97, in the time of Septimus Severus by the uh, of the Roman Empire, Istanbul stayed as a you know Greek fishing village in the, you know, in in, in wherever it is located right now. In 197, sorry, in 97, year 97 it was annexed by the Roman Empire. Okay. Up until the year 330, Istanbul was not so significant
1: uh, town. So this is almost kind of, this is, this is kind of 60 or so years before the split of Roman Empire.
0: That's correct. Okay. Up until that time, Constantinople was the capital of the Roman Empire because okay. Constantine moved his capital here. But back then the name was Nova Roma. The new Rome. The new Rome. The, the city eventually was, uh, especially was found out by Constantine the Great. This is the time where you see the Hagia Sophia, the Great Hippodrome, where the walls of Constantinople were started uh, being built with the ports and etc. And the city started growing in importance in the world. By about sixth to seventh century, it was the biggest city in the world. The population was reaching about a million like what so Rome used that, to be. That, that's
1: kind of 7th seven, century AD. That's correct. So se- what we're saying is 7th century AD, Istanbul is now the um, capital of Eastern Roman Empire, Right. which is the only part of Roman Empire that, that, survived. that survived at that time. So Istanbul in that case, at, say 7th century AD, when it is, It has a population, almost a million people being at the time, the largest city on earth yes, and the most populated city as well. We're talking now 6th to 7th century AD. Istanbul is then the capital of Roman Empire. Yes. Eastern Roman Empire, which is the only surviving part of Roman Empire.
0: And that was referred as the only proper city in the world. Now this is very important because 1453, when... Constantinople was conquered by the Ottomans, scholars in the West did not refer to it as Constantinople. They say the city fell because the only proper city with the aqueducts, with the roads and highways and walls and ports and hippodromes and uh, churches and cathedrals and everything, only Istanbul was that city. There was no other city in the world that could even
1: compare to coming to the level of Constantinople. So from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, for almost a millennia. Yes. Maybe more. Istanbul is the largest city in the world. Yes, that's correct. The largest, that's the correct. most it's yeah. the city. It's the city. The only it's, it's, city. It's, it's, it's Whatever like you want to. It's like it's like the capital
0: of the world. Of the world. That's that that's what yeah. it used to be. Until yeah. until 1204, until the Fourth Crusade. Okay. Fourth Crusade uh sacked the city and the city was devastated, and they have looted everything. They have even melted down the golds inside the uh, Hagia Sophia, inside the, the golden domes of the churches. They melted so it they all down. So they the city? They did every possible, they just destroyed the city. They basically. destroyed
1: the city. Why did they yeah. do that, aladdin The
0: person who was sitting on the throne, the emperor, Um, wasn't appreciated by his cousins and brothers. And uh, there were cousins or brothers of him who was trying to take the throne back. And um, they went over to Italy and made an agreement with the crusaders. And they came over to Istanbul, looking and asking for supplies because they wanted to go to Jerusalem, which was, to be honest with you, was the, um, you know, what appeared on the face of it, the real reason why they were here was because uh, I think one of the cousins of the brothers of the emperor was trying to take the city, relieve the city of that emperor. I see. So they, they wanted to take the city anyway. So they come to Istanbul, they park here, they ask for supplies, the emperor rejects them, and then they attack the city and they take over the city in 1204, and they don't even go to Jerusalem. Instead, they establish an empire called the Latin Empire, which lived from 1204 until 1260s. So that 60 year period, a paper empire called Latin Empire was formed here. Uh, The Baldwins were here, the the Enrico Dandolo and his family was here. It's just that these are the dukes and lords in in, in Italy and France who became the Roman emperors back then. 1260, the city was reconquered again by the empire in Nicaea. And um, whatever was left from the empire, the Roman empire continued until 1453, when Mehmed II conquered Constantinople. Now, okay. Mehmed II conquered the city and he goes, uh, this, th- these, these are all rumors, right? So he goes up to the roof of Hagia Sophia and he looks at where the Grand Bazaar today sits mm. and says, I'm going to build the most magnificent city that was ever built in this world. And he starts laying the foundations of Constantinia, Constantinople, still Constantinople, but it's the Arabic and Turkish version of it, Constantinia, where you have the likes of Grand Bazaar that was built. You have the likes of the highways and new additions uh, of the ports and Halij, and you have the, the mosques, the, the, the Blue Mosque, the Sleimania Mosque and everything. Of course, it's not the, 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 the Fatih uh, did it, it's the, um, Sultans that came after him that mm-hmm. continued. By about 14, 15, 16th century, Istanbul again became the most important city in the world with the most, you know, people, and it, it was again the city in the world. But as the Ottoman Empire declined, so did the city, but not the population. Population in- continued to increase to about 900,000 in the wake of the 20th century, just before the World War I. Now, this is where I leave Istanbul to you. You have a population of 900,000, World War I, just about to start,
1: and take us through today. During that time, the population of Istanbul is very static. It's like, it's, it's just ju- just short of a million, in the year 1900 and year 1955 is just over a million. So it doesn't actually change much. Right. Well, in terms of the real estate landscape, it means that the supply of real estate that um, was around at the turn of 20th century was more than sufficient to see through, to see to the population of Istanbul all the way up to 1955, which means that if we lived in the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, we wouldn't really be seeing major constructions. We wouldn't really be seeing a notable change over all that time, over 50-55 year period, which is a long period, almost a lifespan. We wouldn't see a major change in the landscape of Istanbul. You would see a unity. You would see stability in terms of construction, in terms of what's going on. Yes. So from kind of mid to late 50s, all the way up to late 80s, is where the population growth spikes beyond belief. If you look at the graph, the graph you showed me, so like the population is very, very stable, all the way up to mid to late 50s. And then throughout the 60s and 70s, the graph goes like that. Yes, From a million, at the end of 70s, very early 80s, we reach a population just short of 10 million. Right. In literally one generation, from late 50s to the early 80s, population goes times 10, it does 10x. Now, this is very, very interesting.
0: Let me correct you there. It's not actually the early 80s when the population is it's 10 million. It's about late 90s. So it's, it's about, okay. there's about 15 to 20 years still there. But, but again, you're talking about 40,
1: 10xing in 40 years. 10xing in 60s, 70s, 80s, 30 years. Yes. 35 years. Yeah. Now that's two generations, right. no more than that. So that's a massive, massive, population growth, right? in terms of real estate dynamics, which is what you would like me to talk about, what does that mean? Well, what we need to look at is what gave rise to the population growth. Right. Now, the population growth in in, in Istanbul throughout the 50s, 60s, 70s, and partially 80s is entirely attributable to urban migration. What is that? That's um, people moving from Central Anatolia, Eastern Turkey, Southern Turkey, Northern Turkey.
0: There are numerous things that are in common with those people. Number one, um, the education background. You're not attracting the most qualified workforce of the country. These are the people who are coming straight from their village in, let's say, a remote place in Anatolia to next to Baal, let's say. And obviously people who are coming uh, to this big city in search of jobs, because back then it was said, Istanbul's soil mm. and stone is gold, right? So, yeah. so it's like a gold rush. But in
1: this metropolis, you don't know anybody. Absolutely, so basically what we're saying is that the settlers that came from Anatolia, the urban migrants, right. Um, they did not necessarily come to Istanbul with deep pockets. No. To the contrary, they came to Istanbul looking for jobs, looking to build a life for themselves. Right. They can't necessarily afford um, modern structured houses. So what they did and the way the city grew in the main throughout late 50s all the way to late 80s is via... Irregular housing is why people literally land grabbing and building. Right. Where does that leave us now? If we say that today, we're now in January 2023, if we look at the stock of Istanbul, and this is where you know, the perspective of the investor comes, what to buy and why. Now, over 60% of the stock of Istanbul today belongs to that era yes and built in that era with the quality or rather lack of quality and services and proper infrastructure that we're talking about but most importantly now poorly built buildings which are not earthquake compliant mm-hmm. in fact we did cover this very subject on a few um episodes couple of years back right we even showed samples taken from yeah. such buildings and that instead of concrete there was literally sea sand in them right now the biggest challenge that the government has today is street by street district by district municipality by municipality to replace such old stock with new modern properly built, decent quality, certainly earthquake compliant, which everything now post-2001 has to be by law, and to actually integrate integrate such, stock, such um, properties into a modern, prospering city such as Istanbul. So, this is our biggest challenge, hence the importance of urban regeneration right. that we keep talking about, and we shall right. refer to a little bit later in about five minutes. But, what I want to bring the discussion back to is the perspective of the foreign investor, mm-hmm. okay? Now, as a foreign investor, I come and I see these properties for Property Turkey, I realize what the prices are. You know, in area X, this is the price, in area Y, it's higher or lower, depending on, the, you know, where it is and 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 how um, prestigious that address is, et cetera, et cetera. So variations in price. right? And I see that there's a two-bedroom apartment in Shishli, literally 100 meters from where Property Turkey yesterday showed me a property. But the property that Property Turkey showed me in this new, nicely built residential tower or residential block was, I don't know, I'm just making up a figure, $200,000, but 100 meters from it, yet inside... There's another property. Okay, it does look old. It does look a bit tired, but let's face it, it's the same street or next street. It's $80,000. Now, is Property Turkey trying to pull the wool over my eyes? Or are they inflating their prices?
0: Yeah, that's a very, very You said You want to talk about it.
1: You want to talk about real things happening. This is a real thing happening. Of course. The truth is, That property for $80,000, only 100 meters from the $200,000 property that we showed you, Mr. Foreign Investor, it may very well be there at that price. Yes. Why? Am I inflating the price? Am I trying to pull the wool over your eyes, Mr. Investor, Foreign Investor? Shall I answer that? Please. No, but you're the foreign we're not. investor, you don't know the answer. Oh, huh, okay, all right. Yeah, but let's now switch right. positions and okay, roles. Let's go and ahead and switch. You position. are Aladdin now. I'm the property turkey guy. You're the property turkey guy. You're the I'm foreign, foreign investor. investor. And, you're and telling I come me. to you and say, Aladdin, Aladdin, what are you doing to me? I like the property you showed me yesterday for $200,000 in some street of Shishdi, but I looked at Sahib <laughs> and in Sahib. 100 meters from where you showed me, there's yet another similar size property, less than half the price. Yes. So tell me, Mr. Aladdin, why such a massive price difference?
0: We're not trying to con you or try to pull to pull a wool over your eyes. We're just trying to advise you what is desired by Turkish people. Because here's the thing. You might very well find that old apartment for $80,000 next to a newly built apartment for $200,000. But if you're an investor, you would have a view that, you know what? One day I will sell this to a Turkish person. So why should a Turkish person pay me a premium so that I get a good exit and good return and good ROI over this property? Yeah, but Aladdin- yeah.
1: There's a property here for 80,000. Of course, yeah, And there's I'm getting a property 100 meters from it for 200,000. They're getting the to same that. size. Three years from now, five, five years from now, when you want to
0: sell your property, you will be exiting into the 95 to 97% of the market, which is the Turkish market. And your property has to be desirable for these Turkish people so they can pay a premium to buy your property, not that property that is next to it. Why? Because the property next to it. You're telling
1: me that the Turkish person whom I'm going to sell to in three years' time isn't going to pay $120,000 for the property that I can buy for $80,000, giving me a 50% upside. In three years, well, that Turkish person has to because
0: the very city that you're buying a property in, the people of which, the GDP per capita of them is going up and up and up and up every single year. So these people are getting richer and they're getting more opportunities, better jobs, better well, businesses. Then, so they I want the be better. I should
1: be buying the eighty thousand dollar property. No, shouldn't I? because they want a better quality of life. Why wouldn't the Turkish buyer exit me? from my $80,000 property. Well, because What's wrong it, with the $80,000 Your
0: $80,000 property is losing its importance day by day. Aladdin, it was an okay Aladdin, property 15 This is why years you're ago. in marketing
1: and you're not in sales. You've got to call a spade a spade, tell people what it is, exactly hit the nail on the head. The nail on the head is that $80,000 property on side <laughs> was probably built in 1962 and It probably has sand instead of cement. It probably has sticks instead of iron. No Turk wants to buy it. In fact, the Turkish people who live in it now, and I can guarantee you, Mr. Foreign Investor, 90% of them are tenants, because no property owner would live in a property like that. 90% of them are tenants on the lowest earning segment of the society, and they wish themselves, every day when they wake up, that they could just move out of that property. Because they know that Istanbul is on an earthquake zone, and they know that that property is in grave danger of collapsing on their head, even without an earthquake. Ooh, you scare me now. Yeah, but the truth is that. And if we- Okay, let me let me twist the scenario a little that. bit. Twist the scenario. Le- let me twist the scenario.
0: You on. just you just played the, the, the easy part of, you know, that property was probably built in 1962. It's therefore not earthquake compliant. People will leave it at some point. And if it is not regenerated, with the next earthquake, it will be knocked down. That's what you said, right? Okay. I found in 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 in, in the very building that you showed me. I found a building next to it, fifty meters, built in two thousand six, okay, with the New York Creek regulations, okay. that at the time would be would pass as an okay or desirable property, not so much desirable right now. Why would I not buy that for 80,000 and why would I buy your $200,000 property? ah, Because you have 15 ah. years of difference?
1: No. The property that was built in 2006, which happens to be 50 meters from your $80,000 property, I can assure you that property is marketed at the market price, close to that $200,000 property that I showed you the other day. There's no way you're gonna find a regularly built Decent quality property for the knockdown price of 80,000 in Shishli, of the type of properties built in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. They are very, very different segments of the market. Now, the whole point is the undesirable properties, and there's a great number of them in Istanbul, not just in Istanbul, all over Turkey, but in Istanbul more so because of the population growth the undesirable properties are truly undesirable, truly undesirable. People cannot drop them as fast as they can hold them. It's like they're dropping them like they're hot.
0: Yes, and that's that's why I was trying to tell you. Let's say that- that
1: That's why it's 80,000, because it's got no exit, because no one wants to buy it. And because one day, and that's the biggest problem, that particular date is very, very uncertain, so you can't even plan for it, one day that block will be knocked down. It will have to go for urban regeneration. If we knew when urban regeneration would happen, what we could do is we could go and buy tons and tons of those properties at dirty prices and just sit there and in two years' time, urban regeneration goes through that particular street, my property is knocked down, and I'm heavily compensated for the property that is knocked down. Because you know, St. Levant, our own building, right. urban regeneration, we are knocking down five blocks, residential blocks. Now, those five residential blocks, in fact, our engineer, only yesterday was talking about it. You were with me, But right. Parish. Part- 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 he goes that when I stepped in, he said, when I stepped in, do you remember what he said? I was afraid. He goes, when I stepped in, he goes, I was afraid that I was going to I couldn't right. stay in those properties for a minute. I was afraid that any moment something could fall on my head. You're 100% now, right. Those are the properties that you see on Sahih at such dirty prices Correct. in central areas. Now, Kaotane is where Saint Stephen is, very, very central. It's as central as you get in Istanbul, yet five blocks we're knocking down through urban regeneration and we're rebuilding. Now, we're knocking down five blocks. In those five blocks, there are altogether 100 units. Now, what we're rebuilding instead is 170 units. So you can see the owners of those properties, they're gonna be well in the pocket. Right. Because they're exchanging something highly undesirable with hardly any market value and very, very little exit strategy. So they're stuck with it, they can't do anything with it. They're exchanging it for something that is new, modern, contemporary, with a very, very nice market value. Now, if you could foresee when urban regeneration would happen, then you could be a billionaire in Istanbul. Right. You could just go on land bank or apartment bank, those old, undesirable properties that will be knocked down next year, bang, and replaced with maybe for one unit to two. So for every unit you have you probably will get 1.5 units or one unit plus some cash. Right. But the unit you will get is going to have a much much higher value because it's new, it's desirable, it's earthquake compliant, it's well structured, it looks good, it feels good. That's the difference between the $80,000 property and the $200,000 property. And yes, the gap can be as big as that, if not bigger. Right.
0: Now, let me you you gave a great discourse. I love it because at the end of the day, you're a salesman. Right? I'm not a salesman. And, I'm an accountant. Okay, you, you're you're an accountant, but but you know, I I I love the story and everything. It it works all across the board, but not all the time. Okay, am I allowed to corner you a little bit to extract? You can some do more whatever you want to do. I'm okay. With okay, that. come on. Let's 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 take a look at this particular scenario. And this scenario does not include a building that, is, that, that will scare you that the moment you walk into it because you think it's gonna crumble down. We're talking about a building that was built in 2012, 13, 14. Mm. A building that's a you know, three-story or four-story or five-story building with, you know, it, it, there's nothing special about the building, but it's a new built, five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever. And that building is far cheaper than the building that you're talking to me about, and I'm assuming this building that you're talking about, that $200,000 building, it needs to have a car park, it should have uh, uh, you know social areas, gym, pool, hammam, this, that, and everything, and, and it's a pretty desirable place. Now, I might potentially find a comparable building that is built five, six, seven years ago for $90,000, dollars where else you're trying to sell me that $200,000. In the now, same area? In the same area. In the same in neighborhood? In the same area, yeah, similar neighborhood. Now, suppose that your argument of that building being old and being knocked down goes away. So we don't have that argument. Why would I not buy that $90,000 property? Because I know that I have more people that I can sell it to. Instead, I would buy something more expensive
1: in the same area. I mean, first of all, if the if the area is the same area, if it's the same neighborhood, very comparable neighborhood, right. that's what you're saying. and. Uh, properties are in terms of size in terms of location they are comparable to then if both properties are built in the last 10 years um i wouldn't expect to see such a massive price difference no no not both properties are built in the same no do one the, that, what i'm saying is in the last 10 years you said it was 2012
0: 13 okay i'll, I'll give you an years. example L- let's talk about heart of catana stay chicken Beautiful okay. property project. You mm-hmm. know, there's a, one street behind, there is Ahmed Apartment. Mehmet, still built five, six, okay, seven years ago. Okay. Stay Check is new. If, okay. But right, Ahmed Apartment five years ago. Stay
1: Check in, stay Check which is on the main highway, which is kind of gendered, which is the prime street of Um One bedroom apartment there is probably going to set you back around $200,000, $230,000 right. today. Yes. Now, you go two streets back. Ahmed Abhi's apartment. So a very simple, no frills, no, ago, you know, no extras, but a new, um, decent quality apartment earthquake compliant. You can probably pick that for something like $130,000. Okay. So one is hundred and thirty, dollars the other one is two hundred, you are saying, what is the difference? Well, the difference is the, the feel, the, the exact location. One is more prime on the Gender Avenue, and it has the facilities, it has an underground car park, it has a few shops underneath that you could pop and, and, and buy your groceries as and when you want, you don't have to walk. So it gives you the convenience and it gives you kind of this luxury urban life. Now, let's face it, there is a premium to be paid for convenience and luxury urban living in Istanbul, not yes. just in Istanbul, in every big city, there is a premium. But which one would be a better investment? You know what, Aladdin? I can't tell you this one would be a better investment or that one would be a better investment. Uh, but in my experience, um, affordable luxury. Yeah. Look, the word is luxury. Yeah. Affordable luxury is generally a better investment because yes. people do have. A bias toward conveniences and luxury in an otherwise chaotic city such as Istanbul. And let's face it, Istanbul is a very, very happening city. Right. Um, you do, you do want conveniences, and you do want luxuries, and you do want a, you know easy life. You do, you do want to have the facilities and services you know at your disposal as a man you want. And and people are willing. To pay the premiums for that, we're talking
0: about newly built urban regeneration apartment. These are full on complexes. They got everything
1: in it, they're desirable properties. I mean, there are, you see, the thing is, when we, when, when we talk about urban, urban regeneration, let's not make the mistake of assuming that, you know, if something is regenerated, it has all the structure, it has all the facilities, it has all the services, and it has the scale. Unfortunately, not. There are quite a few regeneration projects which are just one block and ten units. Those so, projects
0: are generally passed as urban renewal.
1: Yes, renewal, urban renewal, rather is, than regeneration. Yes, yeah. you knock down what is old
0: and build exact same size, exact same thing, Maybe but two newer. floors high. Right. What urban regeneration is, you are gen- regenerating an entire neighborhood with its new roads and bridges yeah.
1: and subway well, systems that's a much and bigger everything. Initiative. Right. And this is exactly right. why. This is exactly why um, a successful urban regeneration that will indeed add true value to the area is what you should be after.
0: In, in, a, in a city like Istanbul, if you want to make money, I mean, I'm, I'm coming back to the question that you just asked, why would I buy this $200,000 yeah. property instead of that property for $80,000? whether it is on un- earthquake compliant or not, what you need to look at as a, as a client, what problem does this particular building solve? Yeah, Convenience, saving time, the, the, the infrastructure, yeah. and everything, it's a massive problem solved. You wouldn't make gains nowhere near with that Ahmed apartment or Mehmet apartment, even built last year. I don't care if it, it could be built last year, but what is Ahmed apartment solving? Nothing. It's just a shelter.
1: That's it's what a it is. It's, it's a better shelter. It's a newer shelter, which nobody before, yeah. is in
0: the market to. Oh, you know what? I need to pay the premium to buy this no, property. it's not. Off it's of not something person. you will pay a
1: premium. Right. But what 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 you will do is you will pay right possibly a hefty price because of its yes. location. But you're not going to pay a premium for the building right or for the concept. But you're gonna yeah. uh, you're gonna pay kind of a a decent price for its location right. and because it's new, it isn't going to lose its value. So let's not discourage people from investing in these very simple just one off blocks with no facilities. No, it could be if a good deal new, as well. If they're new yeah. and if they're earthquake compliant, if they they've been built in line with kind of some sort of urban renewal, etc, you know what, they are also good to invest in. However, in our experience, um the more sophisticated, the more comprehensively carried out urban regeneration options where you've got the facilities you've got the 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 services where you have a lifestyle right they seem to go up in value um at a much faster rate than the simple one-off blocks and that has been our experience for so many years now so it's the, the, the statistics are certainly in favor of those types of buildings. Again, it goes back to what we say: affordable luxury. Right. Affordable luxury.
0: You talked about 1950 yeah. up until today. The population growth, the city being, you know, in a, in a state of chaos almost. Um, these satellite towns, the shanty homes, the unarchitect compliant homes, and everything. Are you saying to me that Aladdin? In Istanbul, the way to move forward to have a better city is through urban regeneration. And as a foreign investor, whenever you see urban regeneration, affordable luxury, city center, low entry level, go
1: for it, because that's what the city's total regeneration depends on. All I'm saying is, um, urban regeneration is a must for Istanbul. It's not a nice to have, it is a must. And Istanbul's stock has to be regenerated for such a beautiful, for such a desirable city as Istanbul. You know, it is a shame not to regenerate such buildings because such buildings do pose a health hazard and a safety problem. Not only because of the fact that Istanbul is on an earthquake zone, but because most of these properties are truly inferior quality. Truly inferior quality. From their heat insulation to to, to fire hazards, you name it. So what I'm trying to say is that kind of stock, as an investor, do not touch it. Even though the price may be very, very tempting, there's a very, very good reason why that price is where it is and where it will stay. Because it's highly undesirable, these types of stock. So are we saying that all old stock is undesirable and only new stock is good? No, no. There is a level, a, a, a current old stock that was built throughout 18th and 19th centuries, old period stock. Where do you see them? You see them in places like Nishantashi, you see them in some parts of Kadiköy, you see them in some parts of Bebek, you see them in some certain Bosphorus, Bosphorus districts. You know, this is the real period old stock built in sort of 1800 something or early 1900, all the way up to kind of all the way up to 1940s, 1950s. And when you see them, you spot them very easily because they stand out. They have higher ceilings, they have period features on the windows, on the seals, the entrance. You know, you very quickly know that you're dealing with that old period stock. Now, they have amazing value and they of hold their value. And you know what? They are fun to live in as well. They're funky, quirky kind of homes. Okay. They don't necessarily have the comforts that new residences have, but you know what, there is a novelty aspect of living in them. yeah. And, and, and they are very, very desirable. So if you manage to get one of those at the right price, oh, do not hesitate. But yeah. the problem is- well, They don't the come pro- cheap. Not the problem, but well, the reality is, they don't come cheap, and they're hardly ever on the market no. because the owners know just too well what they have. So they're not gonna drop them. You know, they're not going to put them on the market easily. So there is that stock too, the old but decent quality, um, well-designed properties. Yes, they do exist. But the truth is they're hardly ever on the market. And when do they do come on the market, because they're very rare, um, they're highly expensive. So if we take that out of where to invest question, then we are left with in reality, there are exceptions, of course, as always, but in reality, if we look at the 80-20 rule or life, we're left with old, highly undesirable stock built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And you know what? Seriously, if you want to keep away from headache, keep away from those stock. Right. So then you come to stock built, you know, after the revision or the earthquake regulations. Um, after the big earthquake of 1999. So, the the new regulations came into force in the year 2001. So, generally speaking, properties built after 2001, they tend to be more desirable. And properties built in the last seven, eight years in Istanbul, I'd say post-2013-14, what I'm seeing is they are the most desirable, why? Because if you look at the architectural landscape of Mm, Istanbul, you will not fail to notice that in the last 10 years, um, things started changing. Um, People started investing in architecture. People started paying the right dues to their architects. Yeah. People started designing things rather than just building living spaces. You know, nowadays there are some very, very decent buildings in Istanbul. Yes. That, that that are built with good quality and that have architectural finesse and they've got the right functionality, the right service levels, you know, they are definitely um superior. To your box standard average bills. So if you can catch those at the right price, they are the ones that that stand maximum chance of of high growth. Yeah. So you because know, generally speaking, generally speaking, generally speaking, this this is what we're saying.
0: I like it. I like the episode. So um, we we started with the very early history of we, Istanbul swore, we started of what talking it is about and, roman empire yeah we started at, at one point we were talking about roman empire at one point you were talking about um buildings that are about to be knocked down or you know on earthquake complaint I mean, at one were, time we talked about ahmed apartment this that and everything ahmed apartment i mean yeah.
1: I, I, I aladdin took t- t- takes a microphone and he starts um he starts dropping all these names like Justinian and Constantine and <laughs> Baldwin's and yeah. Lagalulins Dundalows or whatever. And like that, yeah. All these historic names and all that, and then uh, I, and I'm thinking this episode is going is is, is going a bit a bit, bit like a history lesson, and it's very interesting. And then he throws the ball at me, and and my my knowledge of history being rather thin compared to yours, I'll be honest. Thank so you. So I have to immediately move to what is happening today, there and yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I thought we would take a slower so approach. history but buff is over. Yeah, the, the history buff is over.
0: So, <laughs> so what I would say, at this point, you know, as, as as an audience, because I'm I'm your audience number one, because I'm the one who listens to you. I, I know the kind of things that you say that doesn't make it to the screen, right? Sometimes so why,
1: why don't they make it to the screen?
0: Sometimes an episode is why too- Why do you get
1: me to waste my breath if you're not going to put it on the screen?
0: Well, uh, one thing about you, Cameron, you, all you moots, repeat yourself- It's all moots look, You repeat yourself too much. And, yeah, I do. and what could be said in 20 minutes, you tend to say it in 60 minutes. I like, so, so I li- I li- I like my own down. voice.
1: What can I do? I,
0: I know, I know. I like the sound of yeah, my own voice. But you just talked about a problem Okay. okay. How the city grew over time, the very problems of the city, right? The shanty towns, the, the old stock, the undesirables, this, that, and everything. What I get away from that is, number one, I need to focus, as a, as a foreign investor, I need to focus on desirability factor, which yeah. in, the, in in your city of Istanbul, it's the key. It's your city, not mine. I'm, I'm the foreign investor now. All right. Okay, so in your city, desirability seems to be the key, and... Solving problems because it's a problematic situation. You are trying to solve the problem by creating a new housing stock. Where, wherever and whenever that is done, I would go for it because that is solving a problem. And then I would ask at the back of my mind, each and every property that I'm going to buy, what problem this property is solving? Why would I invest in this particular property? Ir- 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 indifferent from what price that it is going for and what, what Ahmed apartments that I can find for cheaper.
1: Whenever we talk to clients, <laughs> prospective client or somebody who's just looking into buying something in Istanbul, when they turn around and say, oh... What is the average price per square meter in Shishli? You know immediately they know nothing about Istanbul real estate. <laughs> they have no clue because if you did, you wouldn't ask that question. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh my love, uh, that's 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 the song comes. The, the moment client asks me, Aladdin, what's the per square meter average on this area? I'm like, my darling, <laughs> I'm hungry for. I'm I'm I'm. Detach from the subject. At that particular moment, I'm gone. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about where to start because I know I have an hour to explain <laughs> why that's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's funny, funny
0: stuff, man. Anyway, funny. thank you for your time. It's been a beautiful episode. And Great. we'll hopefully shrink it down to something meaningful. Oh, yeah. something people can yeah, learn from. It's a bit too long, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, it, it is. Yeah. It we is. went on a bit. Right. We went we rubbed it right. on a bit. <laughs> right, but, but we I enjoyed it. it. It was a
1: good one. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, thank you very much Thanks for watching. And hopefully see you in the next one.
1: See ya.